Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Preston's Super Show on a beautiful Sunday. Cold, but it's beautiful. Wonderful day to be alive. And you got to be grateful, not hateful. Like I just seen John Cena tweet right now, literally. And he's right. But today we're here to talk about uh, that tsunami from last night. Or they gave us a good slate of anime, really matrixy themed. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Blade Runner, Black Lotus, um, in this episode, Reality. Uh, this was a five star episode. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them whoa high praise for that episode like the way this started off was so unique like i'm central time so for me tsunami's the best i'm sorry to say because it starts at 11 instead of midnight and it gets over at three in the morning instead of four so i got a little bit of edge on the eastern people because four o'clock not many people are staying up that late three o'clock is doable but four o'clock not many people stay up that late that's just kind of crazy three o'clock yeah then it's time to probably cut it off right but four, uh, that's pushing it, you know, then you're kind of screwing up your day. So, you know, being on Central Time is the best for Toonami. But Eastern Time people, this is like, this is the biggest episode. Like, let me put this in perspective. This is the biggest episode for Toonami. The reason, not this Black Lotus um, episode. I'm just talking about the first episode they play. That's when they get the most people watching, right? Like, that's the, the time where the most people are up. Uh, regardless of the age ranges that's when the most people are up we're going to talk about the uh, ratings <coughs> they dropped their December ratings so we're going to uh, talk about that and see how Toonami's stacking up um, I'm hearing good things so I haven't really looked through it but we're going to do that together at the end of the show and then uh, after we recap the game we are going to um, talk about what Toonami's got for us next week because it's going to be two weeks until we get a new Black Lotus Blade Runner. <clears throat> but that episode, Reality, that by far was the best episode of Black Lotus Blade Runner. So they finished it off right. Like classic um, 3D show, you know, uh, the beginning's really cool. Like she's like, it's kind of sad, but it's cool because like she's walking and then like she's a little bit hurt banged up like oh and then she falls boom and now she's on the pavement she's like oh my god you know and all these people just kind of walking by her like no one's helping her no one's saying nothing to her she makes it 
to her friend's house. She gets in, you know, and he's been helping her. And he's kind of upset, like, yeah, I'm not going to help you kill yourself, blah, blah, blah. Then uh, one of the cops shows up. It's kind of got a pulse on him. That's kind of got a beat on that guy. So she's hiding. You know, he, he patches her up, cleans her up with some, you know, some pretty cool technology. That's what I'm talking about, the cool part. Like, that technology was cool. Like, you're good. And then, like, she's up in the little back room, and the lady's walking around. And all of a sudden, starts, like, busting the guy out about him being a Blade Runner, right? So he's like, oh, no, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a junk guy, you know, I'm a junk dealer. And uh, he knows he's not a junk dealer. She knows he's not a junk dealer. But he's not saying. So after she heads out, hey, here's my card. If you know anything, let us know, right? Because she knows that they don't know what they're up against. So they're all trying to, you know, find out who's making the new replicators. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the point of this episode. Who's making these replicators? So it's a little bit of the point of the show. Like they're trying to retire replicators. That's the point of the Blade Runner. They have the most replicators retired and ultimately stop replicators from ever being produced so that's kind of the theme of this blade runner black lotus now uh she dips out she bails she's out of there like reality check dude you know i know you're blade runner and you're not been straight up with me i'm out of here and she bails out the window in the bathroom and he's like damn you know so it kind of goes to her and like she's on her journey now and um she finds out uh, where one of the people are, one of the Blade Runners are, or like one of the guys who's making the replicators are. So she heads to his little science thing, which is like pretty well protected. Um, I wouldn't say like super protected, but good enough because they end up catching her, right? So like they catch her and it's like, whoa, this is getting crazy, you know, because now what are they going to do? They're going to run some experiments on her. Like it's getting, like it's starting to remind me of the movie Joel. But then they had something uh, really good going on where it's like she's able to like break out, kill one dude, another dude kills the other guy type of thing and uh, ends up telling her like, hey, those dreams, those memories we uncovered, you know, and told her what memories were real and how they had put fake somebody had put fake memories on top of her real memories insane like whoa ball drop so she she just got the head of the that company the corporation he's gone now two out the other dude he's got a bullet in his arm we don't know if he makes it or not assuming he makes it but um he just kind of falls back on the wall and he's just holding his arm there eventually someone's gonna help him but she's out like she's gone so uh, he kind of did her a favor you know by kind of explaining that to her and letting her know um like hey you know someone was doing this and now she's after who did this and, and that's kind of where the show's heading now but i have to say there was a five-star episode there's some uh dramatic scenes there was some like scenes where you were kind of just waiting on the edge a little bit like okay i don't want to look away i, I want to see this part i don't want to miss this part that's a good show when all that stuff is happening you're feeling yourself like that in that moment that's a good show you got to give props you know because this is a good show it's not a great show this is a great episode this is my favorite episode of uh, black lotus blade runner deserves a rewatch. um and when you can get the blu-ray you need to do that because 
this will be one you want to see. Um, and now we'll move on to the Animatrix, which was a huge, huge block of uh, Toonami's time. And it's it's four different uh, mini shows uh, combined into this Animatrix. They started off hard with the machines versus the humanity, you know, mankind versus machine type of thing. And they really, really slammed it on you. And I think that pushed a lot of people away, to be honest with you. Like seeing the tweeters and even some of the people Toonami Faithful were retweeting. It seemed like that pushed people away a little bit. They needed to kind of ease into that one. Like they didn't play the Animatrix in order. I don't even know if that would have helped. I just think that it was good. Like, I'm glad they did it because the Matrix coming out on Wednesday. Matrix Resurrections comes out on Wednesday. So, like, it's time to get in the spirit of the Matrix. But I just don't know if they nailed that one. Um, because I remember the Animatrix. That came out 2003. That's old, man. Like, I, I remember being a, a kid, seeing that for the first time. In its entirety. And uh, not understanding it. But also not being scared of it or anything like that. But that, like back in the 2003, those days, that was super popular, man. Like that was super popular. Joel Silver and all those people that worked on that. Like hats off to them, man. They did a hell of a job. But I have to say with Toonami, it's like... Uh, I'm really, I'm really surprised it actually went out like in, on a limb to play that for everybody. So I'm kind of happy with them. Uh, I know a lot of people were upset, but I mean, you're not going to get that often. Like that's not going to be probably seen again until who knows when, you know what I mean? So I would just enjoy that one and, and take that one in stride. But I'm really, really uh, happy with like some of those were really good. Like a world record when the guy's breaking the world record and he's running the track and all of a sudden everything's popping and like that was good. That was a good one. And um, they're like, don't let him wake up. Don't let him wake up and realize he's in the Matrix. Like, whoa, that was crazy. Then you got the one on the, uh, the island when they're all on the island there. I think it was called Control or something like that. Ah, damn, what was the name of that one? I think it was Control. And, uh, that one was good uh where like the runners come out of the water and they're like scoping everything out and then like she takes care of them but they like drop a little tracking device so here comes more of them when they're all sleeping they come like the runners come and just destroy the place but they're able to kill them off so they're still alive you know and then like one of the robots like one of the borg robot type things one of the runners, I guess I call him, kind of like takes a liking to one of the girls and like super creepy, right? Like, so it was like definitely taking you to a different world. But my favorite one out of that uh, Animatrix, still my favorite one of this day is the detective story where basically guys broke, runs a private detective business and someone calls him like, hey, look at your bank account, dude. You better take this job. You know what I mean? He's got like 800 bucks. Like it's all he's got. So I was like, yeah, dude, you probably need to take that job. So he took the job and then finds out that it was just a setup and they're just using him to set up the uh, one of the main uh, people in the in the Matrix. And uh, she ends up, you know, shooting him and basically saying, like, you know, 
you almost passed the test, but you didn't. Then the, you know, people, you know, the men in black come and it's like, oh, snap, you know, and she's gone. She's, she makes it all off all right. And then he's like sitting there with a cigarette and a lighter. It's like a vintage classic detective scene with the gun pointed at the men in black, you know, knowing he's on his last leg. And then, you know, uh, the end. Right. So like it was good. Um, those are good. Like, I think people got the wrong idea on the Animatrix. Um, the one where the haunted when they're in the haunted house. I thought that one was pretty good. I guess a lot of people didn't, um, but I had like no issue with it. I guess people did. I'm disappointed in them because there was nothing wrong with it. Um, it really kind of just, you know, took you back. If you were like someone like me, you know, pushing into their, you know, getting closer and closer to, to the 30, 30 years old, you know, it's like. I look back at that stuff and I'm just like, wow, man, they, you know, some of that stuff, they just don't make that type of stuff anymore. And I feel like we need another Animatrix. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, we need another Animatrix. Um, but the second Renaissance, that was, that was good in there. Um, beyond with the, uh, the haunted house and. Then they come and try to take it over and close it all up. And that one was pretty cool. Um, program. Um, but they really blended the second Renaissance part ones and two together. If you caught that. Um, and you don't get to see the whole thing. Like you got... Um, like the program was really good because there was some good fighting in there so the program was great but like world record and the detective story were my favorite i did like matriculated with the runners coming out of the water making it there kids story was a little bit crazy um uh because it just seemed like 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 sad like that was depressing as hell man like that kid climbing the top of the roof and then falling off thinking he was in the matrix and wasn't like something was going on there right like the we didn't catch and then like uh all of a sudden he wakes up in a different reality you know what i mean like whoa what was he really there or was he not you know we kind of like never really you don't really know you'd have to i guess if you watch the whole thing you'll know but just in that and the time they gave us, we couldn't really know. So that was another thing that was hard to figure out. But all of those program, meticulated, kid story, beyond the detective story. Um, those are all great, man. Like I had a lot of fun watching that last night. Uh, I was in, into it. I was really into it because I hadn't seen the Animatrix in a long time. So for me, it was like a treat and i was hoping other people would take it in the same way like i have a hard time believing people are just sitting around watching that or have seen that recently like that would be pretty strange I, when did you have time to fit that in because that's a huge freaking uh animated movie like that's not sure like tsunami gave us 
Toonami showed it us, but they broke it all up into parts. It's been modified, edited. You know, it's not the whole thing in its entirety because it, they don't have the time to show it. Without you know, they're trying to show you all a bunch of different shows. They're not trying to just show you one thing, but they did give us a good, good uh, taste of the Animatrix. And yeah, if you can get that on Blu-ray, that's worth buying on Blu-ray. You could probably pick it up for twenty bucks uh, off eBay, and if not, it's probably thirty bucks if you go to Walmart. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've seen people sell them on, on eBay for like a dub. You know what I mean? You get that for nothing. So we're gonna cut the break. When we come back. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Samurai and Shogun Parts 1 and 2. And uh, they were pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, when I come back, that's exactly what we'll be on. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for hanging with me through the break. That'll be the only break in the show today. Um, so there's your gift from me, your early Christmas gift. But uh, we're talking about Samurai and Shogun parts one and two, the Rick and Morty short. Um, this was really good. Like, if you like samurais, if you like sword fights, if you like any of that stuff, you missed out on a great episode because, like, this was such a treat to be able to see the Rick and Morty speaking Japanese. With the subtitles, right? Because that's all you had. They, they didn't dub it. This is subtitled. Rick's pushing the cart through the uh, through the path. All of a sudden, all the portals circle him. They're all trying to kill him. But he's just too strong. Boop, boop, boop. Slice him up. They bring more guys. Boop, boop, boop. Slice him up. Um, then he gets to where he's like kind of going. They kind of get uh, Morty. Because he's like taking Morty and they, they're trying to get it back. So he thinks they're killing Morty. He runs up, slices a couple guys. It's not Morty, it's a fake. Then they, you know, basically almost kill Rick. So he's like, give me the, you know, the samurai's death, the haikaru. Which means, you know, samurai just taking a sword into his own gut and slicing it, killing himself. And that's what he does. But like it activates him. 
it like hits us something, one of his chakras, activates him. Bam, now he's slicing up the whole freaking compound. You know what I mean? Everybody's getting diced. Even the uh, the samurai leader there. Oh, that looks like Rick. Uh, just a different dimension Rick, basically. And even he gets sliced up. At, and he's like got this pickle sword, pulls out and shit. Like, that shit was so dope. And uh, he ends up getting sliced up. I had to say it was good, man. That's five stars right there. Parts one and two aren't like, they're pretty much combined. Didn't take long. Parts one. Right at the walk, part two, when they're in the little place and they think they're going to, you know what I mean, basically going to get, uh, kill Morty. So yeah, I was, I was really happy with, uh, the Samurai and Shogun. Um, the great yokai battle of Akihabara, that's a really good one. Very paranormal-esque, very, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog-esque. Like, I was into it because I love paranormal and love the oddities and anomalies and all that stuff. But this was good because it's like a good, funny Rick. Instead of the other one, the Shogun was, there was nothing really funny in that. And that Shogun, Samurai and the Shogun, parts one and two, there was no laughing. Like, I didn't find anything to laugh at. The pickle sword. That was probably the funniest thing. Um, one little part. And this, the whole thing was funny. Like, let me break it down. They're um, looking for screws to fix the toaster. Okay, that's how it all starts. They're looking for screws to fix the toaster. And he's like, I know where to get these screws. There's a certain type of screw because uh, uh, the toast wouldn't work because the peanut, uh, they tried to make toast. It didn't work because the peanut butter like had molded onto the screw. These types of screws are only in Japan, certain places. So, like, they go there. Japan's all different now. Like, nothing's the same. He's like, where'd the basketball court go? Where'd this go? Where'd that go? So, they're all walking around. All of a sudden, like, Morty's like, oh, what's this? And he, like, dips off. And he's, like, doing cosplay at some place. And they're like, yeah, you get 10 stamps and you get something special. You know? So, he's, like, going back in there a bunch of times trying to get the 10th stamp. Dressed up as like a, a cat or something. I forgot. I think it was like a cat. And uh, that was really good. And then like Rick's like goes to his old laboratory. And he's like, oh, I'm glad I built an underground laboratory. And he goes underneath it. Shit. He's looking under there. And like there's like some guy he had like get, like left down there. And the dude's like, oh, I have continued my research and paranormal. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like going crazy, mad at Rick. And then Rick like dips off on him and the guy runs through the uh, teleporter with him and he's like uh, he ends up like running into uh, Morty he loses Rick ends up running into Morty and he's like what you know what is that and he goes in there now he's doing the cosplay and, shit. and uh, it was that was a good part and he's like trying to get his 10 stamp he's like about to get his 10 stamp and Rick comes back like what dude I need you I need you I need these screws you know I need, you're the only one that can help me because he couldn't get those screws and that's all he's trying to get. And the guy's like, uh, so Rick takes his little thing. And he's like, you don't need that. And he rips it up. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, I can never forgive you for this. And he like summons this big mortal demon. And it's like, no. And then the battle's like nothing but paranormal stuff popping up. It's so good. Like that five stars. They nailed it. Um, and then uh, they have the battle. The great battle, the great yokai battle of Akibaba. So that one, I was really a big fan of. Uh, 
then we started pushing towards the end of the night, man. And um, we got to summer meets God. Rick meets evil. Very good. Four stars. Um, obviously at the end, Jerry gets let down. You know, Jerry's always getting something's always happening to Jerry. He can't win, man. But I was I was pretty impressed with the Rick and Morty, the three uh films we got. Technically four, because parts one and two, but really three total because of the time slate. So um it was it was really good to see, I have to tell you, because Seeing Rick and Morty in that element, like, puts a whole new level of respect on Rick and Morty for me. Like, I don't remember seeing those. Those were new to me. I do not remember seeing those. So, for me, that was amazing. Like, to be able to watch those through, pay attention to what was going on, and enjoy it. Um, so that really made me happy. And then we kind of hit the road, the wall. We ran into the wall with Dragon Ball Super. And they're supposed to play two episodes, but they, they, I don't think they knew their time very well. So they only got one. Um, don't forget your Saiyan pride. Badass episode, man. That's, that's Dragon Ball Super at its prime. And it's where Vegeta trains a kid while he's fighting him. The kid's like, please train me. You know what I mean? Show me how to turn Saiyan. So Vegeta kicks his ass, shows him how to turn Saiyan. And uh, then the kid's fighting him back. And Vegeta's like, okay. Then Vegeta takes it up to the Super Saiyan. He's like, you can't do this. You know what I mean? And the kid's like, whoa. You know what I mean? He's like, whoa. And then, boom, Vegeta finishes him. Match over. So match is ended. Vegeta wins for his his team, his side. And, the, and he basically just tells him, like, have pride he's like what's pride pride is strength and the guy's like i will become stronger he's like i'll become as strong as you and our vegeta's like aim higher and he's like yes and then vegeta's like not like i would ever let you get there classic vegeta vintage vegeta line it was so good so i was so happy with that like being able to see that through then the next one was supposed to be vegeta verse uh, the sixth universe saying that didn't get played. So they just didn't have time. The block ran out. They ran out of time. Um, you see them like, you know, at the point where they're going to like get ready to fight. And, uh, that's when it's over. Like then it's time. Time's up. Tsunami block is done. And then we're looking around like, hmm, that was cool. But I did like that Dragon Ball Super. Um, I don't know if anybody caught that. They didn't, they didn't get both those episodes in besides me. But if anybody was up, you know, you definitely noticed that they didn't get that second one in. It was just the um, same pride that they got that they ended up getting in there, which was a good episode. I mean, I was happy to watch it through. Um, sad to see Toonami and always a sad, you know, and it's funny because like, you know, the ending. Because it's like It's all king of the hill yeah, You know Toonami's over So that was good That was good And we can talk about uh, The ratings For Toonami right now Then we'll talk about uh, What's on the slate for Toonami uh, Next week And uh, that'll be the show folks Sad to say 
Okay, so we have the Toonami ratings here. And overall, um, Toonami ratings for December 11th. And this goes back to what I'm telling you, okay? Listen. Uh, data from Showbuzz Daily. Beautiful. Laid out perfectly. Thank you, Toonami. Um, faithful.com. Very much. Thank you. I love Toonami Faithful. Uh, tw so 12 a.m., 11 a.m. Central Time. Blade Runner Black Lotus. Number one. Watch show on Toonami uh, last week. 218,000 view viewers tuned in. It's a good number. Um, and then it dropped. It steadily dropped. Um, we got to uh, Yashahime with the three episodes. The first one, 181,000 people watched. Second one, 175,000 watched. And that third episode, 157,000 people watched. Then we got hit with the new Naruto Shippuden. About 128,000 people. Loyal Naruto fans stayed tuned in. Locked in for that. Then uh, Fina Pirate Princess. Got a good buzz. You know, uh, very good buzz to that show. 113,000 people watched. Dr. Stone. Um, You know, Dr. Stone dipped off with 109,000. Um, but Dragon Ball Super, it seemed like people all of a sudden were like, boop, tuned in and after Dr. Stone, like, because Dragon Ball Super had 115,000 opposed to Dr. Stone, 109,000, but Dragon Ball Super's 30 minutes later. So that was interesting too. Now, um, they do the age ranges and stuff too. I don't really get into all that. Um, for me, it's more of just those original numbers, just the numbers from you know the, the just that night watching and stuff like that. That's good. That's where I like to cut it. Um, and then for Toonami next week, you're gonna get seven episodes of Blade Runner Black Lotus. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, tr I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Like, I'm going to watch because it'll give me a chance to watch the, this whole series without any break, with any gaps. But then after that, I can't tell you how much more Blade Runner Black Lotus I'm going to want to see besides the new episodes. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. They're going to hit us with the seven. Uh, that's a lot, man. So... Be ready for that on Saturday. But you're not going to get a new episode of Blade Runner for two weeks. It's going to take two weeks till they push out a new episode. Because um, they're holding it back till the new year. Which I understand. Because uh, Christmas is right around the corner. But in all reality, I mean... The shows that they're coming out with... I think you've seen it... Um, Like... The preview they kept running. Adult Swim's always got a new show coming out. And not like a talk show. Uh, because those are good. But it just feels like. We can do better than that. Like we're here for the animation. If we want talk shows. We got endless options. Uh, you know and that's why I think Adult Swim could learn a lot. It's like you know I get. 
like or uh, Neon Neon Joe or, or Joe Neon or whatever that guy was. Like I get that stuff. That's good. That's that's funny. Uh, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Okay, that was funny. I I got a good kick out of that. Stuff like that. I love when Adult Swim pulls that out. But stuff when they do like when they try to redo the Eric and Andre show, like it's been done. It's already been done, man. Like then they had that one dude where he's like wants to sit and talk to you. He's like in the kitchen eating some cereal or something like that. Like that's the type of slow stuff that is just going to push people away. I'm sorry. It is. And you know, they could learn a lot. Like people are there for the animation, man. Like we got all these other options for those type of shows. I don't understand why adults one doesn't wake up a little bit to that, but for Toonami, they're still nailing the Toonami aspect of everything. Right. Like they, they know they, they got to keep that Toonami going. Uh, Without without tsunami, Adult Swim is not Adult Swim. Um, it's more of a no swim without tsunami. So I'm really uh, into the shows they got coming up. Though one of them is called Smiling Friends. Looked good. Uh, looked funny. It looked like a, a lighthearted show. Some subtle comedy. Some some storyline in there, some some character building in there. It looked interesting. It looked like it was worth a shot. So Smiling Friends is going to be the new show on Adult Swim come next year. Thought I'd throw that out there because they they did pimp it to us last night quite a few times, and I'm sure they're pimping it all the time. But I mean, just last night I seen it, um, so that was that was cool. So ladies and gentlemen, basically broken down tsunami any every way I could for you. Gave you the ratings from last week. That's something we'll we'll do going forward. Um, thank you, TunamiFaithful.com, for that great information about those ratings, too. And then, hey, I told you what's coming up on Toonami this week. They laid it out for us if you missed it. We're getting seven episodes of Blade Runner Black Lotus. So I'm looking forward to it because I get to watch it, like I said, without any gaps. And I get to really get a good handle on the show. And I'll be able to, like, interpret it to people a lot better, too. But I think I, I feel like I did really good with that episode reality for you guys in, in this last episode. So I hope you really enjoyed the show. Share it with 10 friends. Like it. Subscribe. Um, and let everybody know the Super Show is live. The Super Show is live, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.